You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Betas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Betas After Show. Hey there, Betas fans. We're here doing the Betas After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I am Matt Lieberman. Uh, we're talking episode 107, Strange Magic. Uh, Patrick Dees, unfortunately, he is not here with us this week. I had like a weird... <laughs> right off the bat, you know it's good when I'm tripping over my own tongue. Uh, but he is at CES this week. We We miss him dearly, and he will return... Uh, next week and the following week to wrap up the season. But I have two very special guests. Yes. Uh, once again, Mr. Josh Stoddard, uh, co-creator, executive producer of Betas. How do you do? Good. I'm doing very well. Good. And uh, Karin Sony is here. Yes. Plays Avinash Dagavi. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What well, up, America? <laughs> <laughs> we're actually, we're global. Okay. We're, oh, we're, oh, oh, what yeah. up, world? Exactly. <laughs> Don't leave out the rest of the world. They no, get very never. testy. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. There, there are people. Can they? Can they watch the show on Amazon.co.uk? Oh, good question. Um, my understanding is that it's debuting in January in Got the UK. It. Okay. So yeah. there's still more rollout to on do. Love Film yeah. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yes. They're, they're flying us to London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the premiere at, at Giant Stadium. No, that's not true. At Giant Stadium <laughs> in yeah. London. Yeah. Giants yeah, Rugby <laughs> Stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's, right? it's going to be huge. in London, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're good. You're yeah, good. okay. Cool. Yeah. You you're, you're right. completely factual. Okay. Yeah. So, um so this episode really cool, really different episode that I think um it's the first time it wasn't quite a bottle episode right. unless you count the woods as one big bottle. Yes. But it's basically mm-hmm. okay, let's strip our characters of any of their defenses. Let's strip them of any outside influences. And let's just have an episode where they're figuring out themselves and their lives and their relationships with each other. And I think it was very necessary yeah. at this point in the season to get all this conflict out in the open. And you can tell from the very top, you know, it's the middle of the night. You know, Hobbs is asleep. Uh, Mitch is like half drooling. <laughs> and, you know, Trey's on the phone with you. And you're you're yeah. still in that in that fight over over Michael Lau. Yeah. Um, and his offer is very innocent offer. Uh, that Trey just refuses to accept, and the merge is like, "Well, screw that! You're all going. You're going on a mission, right? Mysterious right. mission. Uh, get here at six a.m. and you're sent out to this cabin in the woods. So where where did you shoot this uh, this whole sequence? Was this down here or up or up uh, in Northern Cali? No, it was uh, it was all down here at the yeah. Disney Ranch. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, many criminal shows have been shot there. Oh yeah, Justified all... shoots there. Right. Yes, and mm-hmm. all the NCISs. 
and the criminal minds of and this you could world. feel it you know yeah. oh you oh, can yeah. feel the There's violence oh, yeah. like yeah you could feel the violence you could feel the gravitas sure yeah. also any building has posters of all those shows yeah. inside of oh okay because they give them a lot of business you just sure could smell the Mark Harmon yeah. on the yeah. yeah did you just like anywhere you dug you found like NCIS paraphernalia yeah, I don't know just, what paraphernalia they yeah. have I'm not sure they either. wear hats on yeah. that show sure. right just sure the CBS hats. logo everywhere yeah just uh you walk out into a middle of a field there's just a crop circle it's the cbsi uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. you know what's crazy so many shows shoot in that ranch mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where once you've been there you any show that i feel is shot here that's in the woods you'll it's the disney ranch yeah like i've seen like four other shows like since we shot there and i'm like i know that tree i know that cabin i know it's the same thing and i feel like no one would notice it. it's like, a big no place know. and there's like different like different vibes to yeah. each of the sections mm-hmm. and so once you so it's like disneyland you've got yes. your Tomorrowland. you've got your fantasy land right. your ncis land your frontier right. land is yeah. the yeah. majority yeah. yeah 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 cool yeah um so you get out there he takes all your technology away and absconds with it and leaves you in this uh this cabin no power plenty of dust and mites uh, yeah. They were blowing that dust in our face before every take. This is not was a lie. that specifically to make you sneeze or just to get it in the air? <laughs> get it in the air and also make us cranky and miserable. Did sure. they call we, it atmosphere? We yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, I love that's it when right. they do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's safe to. We all were very unhappy in those woods. Good. <laughs> it's method. Um, yeah, it was very method. Yeah, we were so happy to be back in Culver City after we finished that episode. But yeah, there was a lot of they would blow dust. Any scene where you see that. It'll be there was blowing in our face. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Nash's relationship with the team at this point before right. before we get into the LSD trip and all of that. You know, um, he's known Trey for so long, and uh, and I love this scene in in the episode where where you ask him why are we friends, and it's it's something that anyone that you've been a friend with for a very long time, especially if you've known them since before you were an adult. You kind of have that moment of I don't always understand. I don't really understand what connects us, other than experience. At this point, we're very different, radically different people. Right. Um, so, what is what is Nash feeling? He's working with his best friend, but the guy hasn't been listening to him for months and months. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, this is kind of the moment where like he really. It, he doesn't consider Trey like as much of a friend anymore. I think he's like starting to like reconsider the whole relationship and like this, uh, the whole whatever they've been doing for the past few months. Because I think none of the app isn't really getting anywhere, and like they have a few weeks before the big presentation. So I think it's the moment where the excitement of like the shiny new office and like the you know the new digs and like all of that is kind of over, and it's down to just you know the idea that they're probably not going to make it, and uh, he not and like no one is listening. To Nash and like no one is listening to him so I think it's definitely one of those moments where like he's starting to really start that transformation that I think he has over the season where he's really starting to have his own voice and like finally like voice his opinion mm-hmm. which he hasn't I think in the past been able to do and probably because of his friendship with Trey because it is not a very healthy friendship in some ways yeah, because no. Trey definitely speaks for him and you know he's someone who if someone does that for him he's not gonna really speak up or anything but i think now over the first season we get to see that for for my character and i think this one's one where it definitely is like starting to happen we saw glimpses of it before in the Mm -hmm. episode before but i think this one it's really like 
there's no distractions to like not confront the issue. Yeah. So. And he's somebody who I think he feels very deeply. He's not always a person who, who expresses those feelings, right. but the panic over, you know, this is my life. This is my parents' money. I, right. I feel like I have concerns that need to be heard and they're not being heard. You know, uh, and it all kind of boils over. You were keeping Mitchell's secret at the end of last yeah, episode, yeah. but all that Reiki Zen just gone. Right. I think he's just been holding so much inside that it's just like he's just letting it all out at this point. Yeah. Like he, any progress that he made with Mitchell is is lost too because I think he he feels like he's he. It's one of those things where like you feel like you know the solution to a problem, but like no one else like is seeing like the solution that oh, yeah. feels so easy to you in your life and you're like this is it you just do this and we'll fix it and and no one's listening so i think it just it just is like the breaking point for yeah. him at this point well it's like when you when you're in that situation because i can relate to that you know you either you either blow up right. or you check out right. like um i mean this is very off topic but my family were on a cruise and we're, we were doing this trivia challenge every day uh <laughs> family trivia and all these families came and my family took it very seriously most of all my brother who refused to let anyone else fill in answers and he wasn't listening to anybody and uh he was you know very very upset so after i realized that nothing i i i felt was being heard i just started like writing butts butts over and over and over on uh, like, sheets of paper like like oh 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 guys i got and then i'd write right. and then i'd sit back and it would just be butts like do you draw butts no 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 write, write the word butts but, okay okay it's a very funny word on paper uh, wait how did your brother handle this he was uh, really he was so upset <laughs> oh he, he would he would he would go ballistic and then all the other families would start staring at us and i'm like no it's oh. a strategy they're all very very distracted they're not focusing on trivia back to the show um yeah, I see how that relates to strange magic. I mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a strange magic to seeing the word butts written out on paper when the stakes are really high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so you blow up Mitch's spot. Everyone's kind of in free fall, but you have no options but to make this merch quest happen. Right. Um, and uh, we were talking before the show that the that the episode originally had a different title. What was what was the original title of the episode? Do you remember, Josh? I don't. I mean, it was probably it was probably something very basic, like the trip. I mean, it okay. was probably. I mean, we didn't have. It was the woods. It was the woods. That's right. The, the woods. woods. It was the, the woods. woods. That's, okay. that's right. Yeah, very, so, basic. Yeah. very basic. Very <laughs> basic. Yeah. yeah, it was basically so. So we'd remember what the heck we were talking about in the yeah. conversation. Oh, the woods yeah. episode. Yeah, the yeah, woods the episode where they go to the woods. Yeah. Because not everybody has that, you know, that wellspring of uh, yacht rock, right. you know, mm-hmm. uh, knowledge, and it can go strange magic. That yeah. must be the LSD episode or, right. or whatever, you know. Yeah, 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 ELO, the LSD. I get mm-hmm. it, I get it, you know. So, yeah, we had some very rudimentary titles before. Yeah. And, what and what you keep? You said yacht rock also before the show. What is is what is yacht rock? It's the it's the style of music that Nash listens to. You know, the, okay, sailing and yes. Right. Mm. yes. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah. Yes, all yeah. the you know, yeah. Hollow Notes, Christopher Tramp, Cross, Christopher Cross. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyone who doesn't like Brothers. Super Tramp is a douche, right? <laughs> Breakfast in America. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So you 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 finally you find this box yes. after much arguing. You find this box filled with uh Polaroid photos of all of the tech. Uh, innovators and giants 
of the last, you know, the last generation, like the last 25 years, you got your Steve Jobs and your Elon Musk and your George Murchison, uh, as you would, and uh, a Polaroid camera and a bunch of LSD. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I know it was like kind of in a fit of rebellion yeah. <laughs> that Nash is like, no, I'm going to take LSD. Yeah. Screw you guys. Yeah. Screw you, Trey. You pansy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also the fact that he's sick. He's not thinking right. Yeah. He's wearing a poncho. Mm -hmm. Mitchell's not stopping yapping away. You know, he can't, can't put these headphones in. Yeah. So LSD it is. Mm hmm. Ponchos Uh, will do that to people. Yeah. (laughs) Ponchos make us all do strange things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The sixties would never have happened without ponchos. It's not, it's not <laughs> true. true. That's not true. That's, That's not a lie. true saying. Half of this podcast, uh, uh, Karin, so you know, is me saying things that have no factual basis. Everyone on the table just nodding quietly. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we move right. on. Okay. It's half of the show. The other half is talking about Vedas, which is a very great show. Um, before we get into the trip itself, I just need to talk really quickly about iTunes. Uh, folks at home, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, watching this podcast. We love our fans. The people who watch and listen to AfterBuzz TV are the best people on the planet, like bar none, and no one can ever take that truth away from me. You can't do it. Uh, we do this show for free. I mean, I, I don't get paid. I do like nine shows a week now, which is insanity. It's my own fault. But uh, here at AfterBuzz TV, we put out like 60 hours of content a week, and it's all free. This is a free podcast. You clicked on a thing, you downloaded it for free, and now you're enjoying some sweet, sweet betas action. So if you're in a generous mood, you may be wondering, hey, Matt, what can I do to keep this gravy train running of sweet, sweet free programming? I will tell you. We don't want your money. We don't want too much of your time. All you have to do, go to iTunes, where you got the podcast, most likely you got the podcast, uh, slap us with a five-star rating. Give us a, a review. Let us know what we're doing. Are we doing our jobs well? Are we not doing them well enough? Am I making too many asides? Am I not making enough asides? Right. These are important <laughs> questions. There will never be enough asides, according to Josh yeah. Stoddard. No. And uh, here's the thing. I know it seems trite, but it actually is so helpful. It is so helpful. It keeps our show searchable. SEO. I don't know what it means. It is very, very important. Uh, but we want to be... Search engine optimization. I knew what it meant. I was being facetious. <laughs> Marissa Serafini. Well, I had no idea. <laughs> Marissa Serafini, our amazing, amazing engineer and producer. Uh, love, 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 Marissa. Uh, so here's the thing, folks. We want to be the number one betas podcast on the web. Number one. It's not that hard. We just need your help to do it. Uh, it lets my bosses know that we're doing a great job. It's so important to the enterprise. So please, please, when you get a second, do it. If you don't have iTunes or if you have no access or inability to rate and review the show, what you can do, send an email to info at afterbuzztv.com. It won't necessarily help our rankings, but it will let my bosses know that we're doing a great job. You love our programming and just every little bit helps. I love you. I love you. I love you. One more time. I love you. We love you too. Yes. That was beautiful. Thank you, Karin. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of warmth in this studio right now. Um, and it's not just because it's warm in here. It's it's really warm. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take off your jackets? No, your multiple jackets? I'm fine. Is it a style thing? No. I'm. It's best to just be covered up in life. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was going to go grab fun. a poncho. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that should be on I your quest of the poncho. Yeah. Karin Sony. <laughs> Uh, 1980, what? How, uh, 
89. Okay. All right. I, it was my birthday yesterday. Okay. I'm 25 years old. 25. Hey, Let's look at you. Well, I know. Yes. All right, Mr. 25. All right. 1989 to 20 to 2089. Uh, <laughs> you should spend life covered up, probably. I don't remember yeah. the exact <laughs> quote. We went too far down yes. this rabbit hole for me yes. to get the quote exactly right. Um, but, all right. I'm going to get back to the show. I don't know what it is about this show. Maybe it's because I don't do a ton of comedies and, and I just, I love chatting with guests that I, I go off topic way more here than I do anywhere else. It's a very interesting phenomenon that someone should study. Um, but speaking of studies, there yes. were studies done that formulated the thing known as LSD, uh, and these people took it. Oh boy! Um, yeah, I so see what you did there. I did. It was it's uh, it's what what's called a, a very smooth transition, right? And so you're you're straight up tripping. But Mitchell, of course, uh, is a pansy, and I loved how helpless he is without his phone. He's right. the most yes. helpless out of anybody. Even like Nash, who <laughs> needs to, uh, you know, break away from reality in order to to handle reality. Right. At the very least, is more self sufficient yeah. than Mitchell, who's just kind of a whiny baby. Yeah. yeah. Um. Who you know, his phone is his mother and his father and right. his big sister, <laughs> right. all in one. He doesn't have WebMD. He can't figure out if LSD, if LSD is okay on his medication, <laughs> which I just found so funny that he would think that that would even be on there. Um, and he chickens out and instead, and I feel like all of you guys, like maybe you were, you were playing it that you were tripped out that like the fact that he was saying stuff yeah. that so obviously was fake yeah. was either super trippy. Or, or that you like immediately saw like, like either that's weird or like that's weird because I'm on LSD. I don't know. Like, how did you? What went into playing Nash on drugs? Honestly, like very honest, I was just like took John Daly aside and I'm like, what should I be doing? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh man, he's like, this "This is is what you want to do. This is what it feels like. And he just broke it down for me. And I'm like, I'm just gonna imagine me myself experiencing this right now because. Nash and I hate the outdoors and I was there and he was there and I was like, if I did this here, it would probably be how Nash did this year. Yeah. So tell me, John Daly, what would happen? Did doing this episode make you more interested in trying uh, hallucinogenic drugs? No. Okay. <laughs> I like the pause there. It's, yeah. it's I, I can't tell if you... If Hi, you were... Mom. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Are they listening? Well, they're they going they to watch everything. Oh, that's great. Listen. Yes. It's great they... to have that kind of support. <laughs> My parents have never seen one of these podcasts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mom, I have sex. I've done drugs. <laughs> never. It's never going to reach their lips or ears. Oh, okay. I don't know why words would reach their lips. <laughs> um, oh. I've always, I've always wanted to take like mushrooms or something, but I'm such a control freak yeah, that like I feel that. like. Yeah. I would not have a good time. I would overthink the whole thing. Right? You'd, yeah. you'd want to keep things on an even keel, have some control of the structure of this trip, but that's the whole point is yeah, someone else should, is driving. Yeah. yeah. Well, the trick is to have somebody there who's a control freak who's not. Right. <laughs> right. Or at least tells you. Someone you trust. You need you yeah. need a spirit guide. You need an anchor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You need, you need a, are you guys lost fans? You need a constant. Yes. You mm. do need a constant. Mm. Uh, and I just... I. I for whatever reason, this episode, 
as much as I hate to bring up Entourage in any conversation, um, it just it brought me back it to happens. that to that Joshua Tree episode that they did, and I'm like, oh man, this show is like Entourage, but I like all the people on it, and it's funny. Um, oh, you know, yeah. and it's like it's it's uh, San Fran instead of Hollywood, right? But uh, yeah, there's just there's some element there of like, okay, this is this episode is a crew of guys who I like who are in a fight who are hanging out who are on drugs and they're just relating to each other. And it was just a really nice break, a raw, real break from plot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even though, you know, you come up with, you have this epiphany. Right. um, And you come up with the new version of BRB, which let's, let's just talk about it. So um, you have this conversation with, uh, with Trey, you find this truck that you think is Scarlet. Um, and it's just these these dudes truck right. that they just left there yeah. while I guess they were hunting or whatever they were up to, you know. Uh, they didn't have guns. No, they were actually. Wait, wait, I don't think you got to see it at all, but they were uh, butterfly catchers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they have like, little and nuts. that's why yeah. all the butterflies got loose. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, uh, sure. Ostensibly, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dropped their bucket of butterflies right. when they were chasing you, yes. and then right. they got released. You yeah. did a good deed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you ask Trey, you know, why are, why are we friends? You talk about this, this anecdote, uh, about being at Stanford and, uh, creating that machine that robbed the vending machines. Your RA caught you. You paid him off and kick cats. Right. Um, and it's great. Like I, we've rarely seen Nash this happy as he yes, is in this never. moment. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Yeah. Um, and it was just really cool to see you see him like secure in yeah. your own skin. Yeah. It was awesome. It's really like I've realized more that I watched the show that it's really hard to play him because the other three guys are it's very whatever they're feeling, they say it out loud mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. Like Hobbs will say too much of yeah. what he's feeling. Mitchell is always talking and Trey is like, you know, always scheming to like you know, get the next thing or whatever. So he's always kind of whatever's on his mind is coming out, but I don't get to ever <laughs> speak my opinion other than like a few episodes like this. So a lot of times when they're shooting the show, it's really hard. Cause I go home and I'm like, I don't know if I did anything right today. Cause I'm trying to think of like how I would be feeling in the yeah. moment, but I'm, I don't get to really express that. Yeah. So it's really, it is really hard to like, you know, be like, I hope it was okay, whatever. But, um, but this episode, yeah, you really get to, it was great because he really gets to just, if it's the LSD or whatever, because I feel like he does go back in his shell a little bit after this, but yeah. at least for this moment, like you get to see him relax. And it was so fun to be able to do that because I was like, all right, like I would go home every day and be like, I feel like I did something today because I like let this out of me instead of just like holding inside and like having all these like thoughts in my head and not actually saying it out loud. Yeah. No, I, I really have to compliment you because you have a lot of my favorite moments on the show. Like the episode, oh. like back in episode three, uh, when you say, uh, I'll never be able to make them happy, like right. broke my heart like a little bit. And oh. it was super relatable. Like yeah. you're so great on the show. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you better be listening. Yeah. For season yeah. two. What's up, Bezos? <laughs> oh, snap. Two. I forgot my whole iTunes thing. I just want to remind everybody. Uh, we want to see this show continue. We want to see a second season. We want to see seven seasons. Uh, I, you know, like, are you ready for that much work? Yes. Could you handle that? Okay. Can you handle seven seasons of not feeling like you did anything? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. As good. long as there's paycheck. That's, That's important. Do it. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, well, here's the thing, folks. 
If you want to see this show continue, we need to get the word out. Not enough people know about this wonderful little gem of a show. That is and true. the best way to do it is if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, bring your friends over to your house, have them watch it. Or, you know, if you're feeling a little randy, you could give them your password uh, and then they could also be able to see it. But here's the thing, folks. Amazon.com is running an amazing promotion. You go to Amazon.com slash free month. You get a free month of Amazon Prime, and then you can watch all of betas all at once. Yep. Uh, episode 10 is dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow. There's 11 episodes total. So if people start their month now, they're going to be able to enjoy the entire first season of betas for the vast majority of that month. Hell of a deal. You have friends who want to be able to watch great TV, and they want free two-day shipping. You know what? There's a bunch of sales in January because Christmas is now long past. So get your two-day shipping. Get your TV on. They have justified. They just acquired Veronica Mars, which is an amazing show. Downton Uh, Abbey. Yeah, it's the only only streaming streaming service that has it. So highly recommended. Uh, I got a I got a fun signal that said wrap up you're you're vamping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited for Veronica Mars. Right? Yes. Yeah. Such a good show. It's Love really Veronica good. Mars. Did you contribute to the movie, Marissa? I did. I no, did? actually no, but I I read and told everyone to go. Okay. <laughs> no. I I contributed, so I am a better fan than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the actual show that we're talking uh-huh. about. <laughs> How many times in an hour can I say back to the show? <laughs> Um, it's just hard. It's a drug episode, Josh. I know. I'm sorry. Yes. It's an aimless kind of a thing. But we were talking about. Thank you for giving me time to spin my wheels. We were talking about the moment where uh, Nash comes up with this idea for how to upgrade BRB, how to right. take it to the next level. Because I've been having this concern since the top of the yes. show. Yeah. Where. I'm like, this seems like, I know it's a TV show, but I'm like, how would this app really work in the world? It doesn't, I can't really tell if it's adding anything to the marketplace. Right. But this new idea mm-hmm. where you're incentivizing people to go and meet face to face is genius. Yeah. Is actually like a really smart idea. Like there's such a gap in the marketplace yeah. for, uh, for a social app where you're, you're, meeting based on mutual interest which is something that was already the core of the app but you're making sure that people go out and then they meet people when they're there yeah um and if you can get a dense enough user base in a small enough area you know you can guarantee pretty much guarantee that at any of the approved locations you're going to find people it's like it's and it's not just dating but it's basically like Singles night everywhere, yeah. and you're you're managing it, right? Well, and it, and it and it takes away that 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 taste of being a stalker's app because you basically have the information that you would you have you're able to go to a location. You don't get anybody's profile information until you're at that location. Yeah. So right. it's as if you'd showed up to that place and started a conversation, but you know, right? It's, so it's 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 it takes away a lot of people's hangups about it so it's nice yeah and i think you or evan said this when we were promoting the show but i really stuck with me how like facebook and twitter which i feel are like the most like popular social networking it's now all become about like numbers like how many likes do you have or yeah. how many retweets do you have or how mm-hmm. many followers and it's all just like a number but so the more the numbers you're like i don't even know half these people that i guess i'm friends with or like follow or whatever 
But with this, there's none of that because it's just like it's not this like numbers game. It's it's actual real people that yeah. you're like you know. It's connection. Yeah. It's it's honestly it's kind of like just getting a cheat sheet. You walk through the door and someone has just handed you a cheat sheet of these are the people here. These are the people you should talk to while you're here. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you go to a party and someone's like, "Oh my god, you have to meet exactly. Mike." Right. But your friend is in your pocket. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I thought it was just it was great because. You know, Trey, and we we can talk. We'll talk about this a lot more in the next podcast because uh, we're again doing a double tonight. Yep. But you know, Trey had had this idea for this app to originally to help Nash meet people and make friends, and I thought it was a very beautiful little twist that it's Nash who comes up with the missing link in how to make that happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I was really stressed like the whole season before this episode about the app. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, well, this app is not, I had the same concerns as you. I was like, well, this app, it should be slightly better than what it is. Cause we we're fighting for this thing, the whole show. So yeah, right. up to this point, I'm like, yeah, I, be- I believe in it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when I read this script and like, I, I heard that and I was like, all right, now I'm like all on board with this. Yeah. Pr- prior like, to this episode is all about, I mean, it was, uh, something that was similar to a lot of things in the marketplace. Right. Um, and it was them believing in an algorithm. Yeah. Now they've got an actual, an actual app that has something novel about it that right. solves some legitimate problems that these kind of apps have and um, and the algorithm. So, How long did you guys brainstorm that idea? Cause, so long. Yeah. A ridiculously long time. <laughs> right. Because yeah. yeah, it's it was, hard to find like new things that are new. And yeah. That's, this feels Well, like we almost fresh. closed up shop and went and developed this app because right. yeah, like, this is pretty good. Pretty smart. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, now, I mean, we'd have to like code it and like do right. all the... Yeah. Let's just write about people doing this yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Someone else will do it. Someone else Maybe they'll cut it. us a check. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> it helped that we had some really very smart people in the writer's room who actually have had some experience right. in this, and we were able to have some intelligent conversation, at least intelligent sounding conversations. Sure. And right. uh, whether or not they actually were, I don't know. I, I They probably were. Maybe they were. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So... Trey gets split up from the group, and I love how long we went before anyone addressed it. Right. Because it was obvious when you run away right. from the truck and he's not there. It's like, oh, where's, where's Trey? And then no one's really, uh, even, even Mitchell, who's sober, yeah. isn't really caring at the moment. Um, and Trey, instead, he goes off and he has his own little adventure where he has, uh, not a vision. It actually kind of, it actually happened. Yeah. But we're, we're tossed and turned a little bit about what it actually is, where the merch appears to him and, uh, gives him some sage advice and challenges him and makes him realize, wow, you know, I am kind of an egomaniac. And at some point, my beliefs and my position did change. I'm no longer listening to the people. I feel like I have to, you know, pull this chariot by myself. And everyone else is just riding in the chariot, right. you know, um, instead of everyone's pulling it, you know, pulling their weight at the exact same time. And, you know, the best decisions are reached collaboratively, you know, making a TV show, you know, especially a comedy. Everything is built in the room. Yeah. It's not what one person is bringing to the table. It's what everyone brings. And uh, it's something that he needed to hear. And I'm glad that he heard it because yeah. it's like it's the one it's like, come on, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, right. the, all these people, they want the best for him as much as for themselves. And he's the only person who didn't seem to see that. No. Yeah. He's so, yeah. Singularly focused. Mm-hmm. He's definitely uh, a driver. Yeah. 
Uh, Karn, what's your relationship with with Joe like on set? Like, how right. different is your relationship from the relationship between your characters? Um, I honestly have so much respect for him, and I'm not just saying this because I uh, we're here. But um, I before when the show got picked up, actually, this is a good story. When the show got picked up, I have a bunch of friends that are on, like, have been on, have been are on TV shows, have been on TV shows. So like you know, called people and I was like, what should I expect? Cause this is like my first time like being on a show. And, and they were all like, you know, all the whole point of a show is the first person on the call sheet, which is Joe on the show. He's like, whoever's the first person, they set the tone for the whole show. So it's like, if that person's like not learning their lines or they're not doing a good job, it just trickles down to like everyone else. And Joe works like more hours on the show than any of us. Like, even if it doesn't look that way or whatever, he's there like five days a week, like 14 hours a day. Oh, wow. He has chunks of lines to memorize. We get to still come in and like, like have like half days and stuff like that and he never complains he's always prepared so like i have so much respect for him from like an actor's standpoint which is like the world that both of us come from because yeah. we're not like from the stack world so i feel like our relationship is kind of like parallel to like kind of what it is on the show because i and we all have like a huge respect for him because like we know how hard he works on the show and like he never messes up and he's like always prepared and that just makes you you can never complain because you can be like well joe had to do like five scenes today and have three scenes and like i have to know my stuff because he knew like every single thing for like every single scene so um yeah it's great like i'm so happy that it's him and like no one else because that would be hard to have to do this for like three and a half months and then not like the person who like you're supposed to sure yeah respect i guess in the show but so let's let's wind the clock back i feel like we've talked a fair bit about the episode and i want to ask some more general questions because on the next one we have way more plot to deal with right right um so let's wind the clock back when were you first approached or when did you first learn about betas how long ago was it um uh, maybe this this time last year i think like two weeks from now maybe something like that yeah um I think I auditioned nine times. Yeah, you were in nine a lot. Times? Yeah, it was a lot. lot. Yeah, I think it was because I came in very early, and then um, Alyssa, the casting director, was like, all right, I think I like you. So she tried to just keep bringing me back just so that they wouldn't forget like I exist, because then I feel like you saw a lot of people just for every role. That's yeah. what it seemed like, because every time I would come for the callbacks, there would be a huge, like, new set of people for every role, and normally you'll see like some of the same people. So it was like, seems like a lot of people are auditioning for the show. So I think she kept bringing me back just to just do that. But it was almost a two-month process of doing these nine auditions before I got on it. But it was, yeah, just purely from auditioning for it, yeah. What is what's your what's your background? You know, um, I grew up in India, okay. um, and then I came to Los Angeles. Uh, it's going to be seven years this summer. Damn girl, um, look at you! I know. Hey, um, I came here for school. I went to USC, and I did theater and stuff in high school, and then I ended up doing theater at USC, not by choice. Okay. Uh, my parents, that's not what they thought I was doing. I got in as an undeclared major, and then I didn't understand what like a liberal arts system was that yeah. like. You can just do whatever classes you want, but you should try and do the ones that actually like are for your major because you're using up your units. So I spent my whole freshman year just doing theater classes because my advisor was like, what are your interests? And I'm like, theater. She's like, all right, do 16 units a semester of theater. So at the end of my freshman year, I was like, all right, I'm ready to apply to Marshall School of Business. She's like, well, you've done a year of theater classes and you've run out of like electives and Unless you do, unless you do a, I just didn't even under, cause That's like the, amazing. the Indian education system, they, you don't even leave the classroom your entire life. So you, if that's your class for like seventh the grade, case of the accidental actor. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And so you just stay in, in there. They just give you your classes. Like it's, there's no freedom in like what you want to do. Mm. So when I got here, I was like, this is great. And no one's saying anything. And like the school's so big and like they don't, your advisor is like not really explaining the system to you. And so I finished my freshman year and I was like, wow, I can't afford to be here for five years. And yeah. so I just like sat my parents down and I'm like, I'm just being completely honest. This wasn't like a malicious thing. So they were like, there's no option for you to like do business. I'm like, no, I have to do this. So th- I did like a film minor mm-hmm. as like, um, to, like makeup for it. Cause my dad's like produce. And I'm like, oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> Cause he's like, that's better or whatever. But then I ended up doing that and then getting like a manager and stuff from like being here. But yeah, it's going to be seven years. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So what do you ultimately like, what's what are your aspirations like beyond this like do you do you just want to act do you want to direct someday like what's the um for the long this is really interesting question because for the longest time i wanted to be on a show that was like my thing Mm -hmm. i love like tv and i was like i really want to be on a show but now i'm like starting to think i'm like what else should i do because you know we're doing this now but um yeah i think i just want to i just want to act for now like i just want to do that but i can definitely see myself wanting to direct because you learn really fast that you have no control like as an actor right. in this mm-hmm. particular medium like every episode i watch and i'm like oh they, <sighs> you know they picked that take or that it's like we have no control over like anything and we have like the least control because everything happens behind the scenes so and i like having control so oh. that's why i don't do lsd there, for those there of you listening at home <laughs> right. a, there was a very subtle eyebrow raise i know hey. i like to have control um, so <laughs> maybe i would want to do that but not yeah. now i like acting now when when did you hear like what was your reaction when you finally heard like hey man you got you got the part you're going to be um, in betas honestly, the big new super hit <laughs> you're right amazon the juggernaut right? the juggernaut is out betas. of all the amazon pilots the biggest one no um i was really excited but i was also very exhausted (laughs) of like having to keep on auditioning for the show so a part of me was it was very different because normally i'm I'm like oh i want to get this job but this time i was like you know what even if i don't get this job i couldn't have done anything else yeah (laughs) because i had gone in and like read the scenes in every possible way because they didn't change the scenes that much and i was like normally you audition you're like i wish i could have gone in one more time and like Mm -hmm. done like showed them like this side of me and i was like I don't know what else I can do. So I wish I, like, I could have gone in if, three like, less times. Right. Well, let's <laughs> let's blow this open a little bit. What did you think when you first know. when you first met Karn, and what what was kind of the decision factor? He was a train wreck. No, I'm just kidding. No, right. uh, we we liked him from the very beginning, but we we also we were still in the writing process trying to figure out what Nash was, what he was supposed to be, and although uh, we really liked what Karn was doing, that's why we kept bringing him back. It wasn't what we had in our heads. So we had our, this rigid picture in our heads of what we thought Nash was supposed to be. And we kept searching for it, kept searching for it. And then after, you know, after a while, we were just like, you know what though? You know, what, what Karin brings to it that we didn't really factor in is, 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 I don't know, a, a soul to it. Yeah. And, 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 and a, a relatable heart, you know, that doesn't make him such, I think the, the picture of a Nash we had in our heads earlier was a lot more of an alien. Yeah, uh, and a little bit more of uh, more of an Abed from Community, or no, we were trying to stay away from that, but yeah. but yeah, I mean probably, yeah, probably. Um, but I I think over the course of seeing as many people as we did, uh, living with the script as much as we did, and thinking about the show in total, about where we wanted, not only did we where we wanted uh, Nash's character to start, but where we wanted him ultimately to go, Karin became the obvious choice. 
far and away. I mean, it was it was. Yeah. And there was a there was a period where you were up for another show. Yeah. No. Um, like I I was between, between me and one other person. Oh yeah. man. This pilot that didn't get picked up, but that I literally tested for that pilot on Friday, and because I tested for it before I tested for this, if they hired me, I couldn't have done the show. Oh like, yeah. Technically, Betas was in second position. Yeah. yeah so we Just, were we yeah. were we were sweating for a while because we kept we we I right. feel like we literally saw everybody. Yeah. And, um, and then they waited, and then by then I was like, I don't think I'm getting the show because, and then I was going off for a bunch, and then this other pilot I auditioned once. And then ABC was like, all right, you're going to test on Wednesday. Jesus. (laughs) After Monday, I was like, oh. And I was just like, okay, great. And then I tested. And then they're like, you're going to test again. But now it's just you and one other person because normally they test with three people. And then that audition, I was shooting a different thing at the same time. So I I left and I was late and I almost got in a car accident and I was late to that test. And then... I was like, I think that went badly. And then I was like, oh, that went badly. And betas is done. <laughs> like, it was like all bad, but it worked out because that show didn't get picked up. Whoops. And we're all, we're all the we're luckier here. for yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, so one, one final note. Chili's, uh, yes. bacon, bacon ranch quesadillas. Bacon ranch quesadillas. It's the merch's favorite. Yes. Um, we shot that at two in the morning. Two in the morning. That was day five of five. Day it was... <laughs> Charlie's the only one who we the director tried to get us all to eat it <laughs> and we were being we were so upset having to be there for so long it was like yeah. hour 15 and we're like we're done being in Santa Clarita we don't want to be here we're not going to eat this <laughs> and Charlie's like I have a line where I say this is the most delicious thing I've ever had so we're like sorry dude you have, you have to, to eat, eat it, it. Yeah. then the director tried really hard to like get him to dip it in sour cream and all this and this food was made hours before because this was the real chilies that was wor- like operating oh, and no. we wrapped the scenes before a little bit early so we had to sit outside these chilies waiting for them to close like down for the night yeah then they made this food before they closed the kitchen and it was like stored somewhere in the back and it was hard and cold and Charlie had to eat like seven or eight Mm -hmm. of them oh yeah Yeah. Yeah, I once filmed a sketch where I had to eat three whole salamis over the course of the day just biting them into whole chunks were you spitting it out no well it was before it was like the first thing I ever did it was the first thing right so you were like I'm just gonna do it and I was like yeah when you when you shoot some Thing, you just you're supposed to eat it right you just eat it so i ate three whole salamis oh yeah it's disgusting did you throw up no no i did not uh, but this pa broke my watch and i never forgave him okay on that <laughs> note on uh, just on the on the note of rage although funny thing that guy eventually he went to rehab like internet rehab like his parents what? pulled him out of college because he was using the internet too much, so he went to a rehab for internet use. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can see, I how can that, see that being a... Th- yeah. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't go to classes. He would just be surfing the web all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Yeah. We have another one coming down the pike immediately. Both of these will be posted tomorrow morning. Um, so I think that's that. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Josh Stoddard, where can the people find you? Uh, at uh, Twitter at JP Stodd, J-P-S-T-O-D-D. Okay, and Karin, where can the people find um, you? At It's I-T-S, Karin Sony. Okay. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, you should also follow Betas, the official Betas Twitter, at Betas, B-E-T-A-S. Please. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on a buttload of shows. I might be missing some, so forgive me. But I'm doing Almost Human, Sleepy Hollow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I got True Detective coming up, Justified. 
uh, Cougar Town, Helix, Banshee, uh, Lost Girl, Sherlock. I might be missing one. There's a whole bunch. You throw a dart, you probably hit me somewhere around the studio. Anyway, you guys are the best fans in the world. You rock. See you on the next episode. Good night. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bardukin! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later. <laughs>